Brenna. Hello, Maureen. Could we get a baby update? Okay, baby update. Baby is currently at my... Ow. At my feet, launching and chomping on my toes so aggressively. But he's actually doing very well. Um, he, he got to try uh, kitten food today, where I mixed his Ooh. kitten food in with his formula, and for the first time, and he was kind of unsure about it. He was like, mmm, kind of stinky. But then he, he started eating it and was like, this is awesome. Why, why have you been hiding this from me? And so he's doing good. He's gained like half a pound. Oh, I look know. at him. He's just like, like y'all are listening, but I'm looking. He's full of love and just ready to go and. Make sure you touch those paws. I know so his much. only problem area seems to be his tail. He doesn't like being touched, but like that's the only one he mm -hmm. actively. I'm sorry, my audio is probably gonna suck because I have a kitten climbing all over me. But his um, he watch. <laughs> he, that's who has the he he meows every time I touch his tail. Yeah, he's definitely found his voice. He's a little yeah. Sky he's clan found cat. his voice. Look yeah, at him he's climb. a climber. That's a little sky clan he cat. Uh, found out that I go up into my bed because I was like, oh, he'll just play as I lay down. And he's like, no, mom, you must be with me. And so he's mastered climbing up my bed. Like he looked, he you, oh. he does it like a little, like little ice picks. He uses his claws to drag himself up. I usually pick him up if I notice that he's doing it. But sometimes if I don't notice that he's climbing up, he's already up. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like the other day I was napping and Accent. I mom life has been exhausting. Maureen knows because I was sleeping when we were supposed to be recording. Yeah. Um, but I fell asleep with him. He's too. T he's much too tiny for me to do that safely. But it happened on accident. And I got up, went to the bathroom, came back in, and usually he's sitting by the door crying. But instead, he mm -hmm. clambered up into my bed and climbed under under the covers. <laughs> And was like, I used to sleep. Well, I've had a very big weekend. I am uh, in mm -hmm. L.A. now. I'm you are LA. a so California I... girl. She's on Tinder. I don't remember the lyrics. Yes. God, I love that. So we got in yesterday from, uh, from Friday 5 p.m. to Saturday 9 p.m. I only got about one hour of car sleep. We were at a hotel. I had plenty of time to sleep, but my body was like, eh, just be nah. awake and alive. And of course, we had to take the cat in the hotel and in the car, and no. she didn't like that. But we got here, and she kind of settled in, and she spent some of the night curled up next to me. And then I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, where's my cat? And I'm like, where's my cat? And I'm like, well, she might be a little traumatized, because I'm pretty sure she thought the hotel was our new home like we've never had to do like an overnight and then continue <laughs> traveling usually it's like a long car ride and we're there for a while so i was thinking like oh maybe she just is afraid that i'm gonna give her drugs and shove her in the kennel again like okay that's fair and it's been a while it's like getting up there i woke up at like 8 a.m so i'm like oh where's my cat and i go and like try to look at all the nooks and crannies and i can't find my cat and I'm calling for her, and I can't find my cat. And everybody's like, oh, my aunt and her friend are like, oh, you know, she's probably just hiding. They hide, you know. But, like, I thought she'd be out because she's a lover. She's a lover cat who loves loving. 
about like 1 p.m. I'm like doing another round, like looking in the nooks and crannies. I'm like, I'm afraid she's like trapped in a drawer and that would not be cool because my aunt is not really happy about having her here. Um, and I stick my head out my aunt's window that's open, like maybe right. a foot. And I'm like, Amira, where are you? And I hear meowing and I look down on the patio and there's vomit. And I know it's her vomit. I've seen enough to know. And I'm like, oh my god. And I run down the stairs and I open the door. And I'm like, Amira? She like comes out under the patio cover. Comes this. She must have jumped slash fell from the second story window. I, I think she's not used to, none of these windows have screens. So I think she found, she's like, there's, there's going to be a screen here, right? And then she jumped up, and then there wasn't, and oh, she's she's fine. She's not limping or anything. She's been jumping up on stuff. She's fine, but oh my god, this coyote's out here. I know that was my worry when you were when you were like messaging us about it, and I was like, man, I just like won't mention coyotes because I'm sure uh, Maureen has thought about it. Well, I know. Well, because I'm like, I was like, I was afraid. I'm like, Carla, have you left a door open that she got outside? Because, like, something about me was, like, super worried that she was outside. But Carla's like, no, she couldn't have gotten outside. But Carla's door doesn't really latch, so she was able to push open the door. And then, I don't know, out the window. Oh, that. <sighs> I was so angry and so relieved <laughs> when she came in. It's like all those scenes in the Warriors where, like, the mother was licking them so aggressively because she was so afraid. <laughs> that was me. Oh, and then I also had my first experience driving in LA, and I'm alive. Yeah, so you're doing okay. So a it was big, a big day. day. A lot of things happening. Too many things. Gosh, but we're doing the last episode of Firestar's <laughs> class today. We did it. We haven't done it, but we're doing it. We're doing a good one. It's been a day, so let's do a yes. good episode with full as of good things. As long as this things. child. Oh, you know he won't. It's just really into feet. Like he loves feet. playing with feet. Like so is Amira. It's a cat. Yeah, I think it's just because it's like him. It's the same size as him. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the end? No, because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangleton, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? this on sunday so we don't know what happens tuesday so we're still no, blissfully don't ignorant. even like put that don't 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 even know what if tuesday i mean we're not even gonna know by tuesday what if tuesday is like a super bummer and they're we like we won't even know by wednesday no, be happy for a happy podcast why are you bringing this up because like literally last election i was sitting on your bedroom floor sobbing like yeah, I know. When these results are rolling in. Like, I don't want to so even... We're still happy. Yeah, we're so still let's... happy now. Let's go into an entirely different realm of cats where nothing let's political is happening. Yeah, I mean, besides cat politics, but, like, the, there's a lot yeah, more... cat politics. I don't we know. Like there's somehow politics. more murder and intrigue. Yeah. And cats. And cats. I like anything with Which cats. Which is always a bonus. <laughs> so the rats have been defeated. 
I forgot. Good job, guys. When the rats had fled, Firestar, Sharpclaw, and Leaf Dapple went into the barn. Oh my god, I can hear that. <laughs> Sorry, he's talking right on the mic. Um, I was like, what is that? Oh, are they going to go back for his body? Yeah. Okay, I forgot to point this out last time, but it uh, oh, occurred to me as I was editing. But did they have to kill him off because he was the one who had a warrior name before being a warrior? And like, Clan was like, that's against the rules. And they're like, well, we're going to make him a warrior anyway. And Star Clan was like, nope. It was because Firestar saw a great future for him, and so Starclan was like, oh, we can't let this kid have that much hope. <laughs> we can't let him think, are you falling asleep in my hand? No. My belly's Baby. so warm and full. Okay, I'm sorry. Some rats were sniffing the bodies of their dead companions, but when they spotted the, the cats, they scurried into the pile of two light rubbish. Rainfur's body lay on the floor. Rat bodies were strewn around him, his claws still sunk into one of their throats. His gray fur is torn with wounds. He died like a warrior, Leaf Dapple murmured. Firestar says they'll carry him back to the gorge and sit vigil for him. They take his body through the gap in the wall where the rest of the clan clustered around them to help bring Rainfur back to the gorge. Hey girl, we're back, your husband's dead. We won, though. <laughs> As Sharpclaw and Leaf Dapple carried Rainfur down the trail, Echo Song appears at the entrance of the nursery. You're back, she exclaims. She breaks off at the sight of Rainfur's broken body. Sorrow wells in her eyes. I'll tell Petal Nose. No, don't tell Petal Nose. A moment later, Firestar hears a wail of anguish. That's not fair. Like, literally, it's not fair that I was just like, yeah, this is the one heterosexual couple I stand. And then... <sighs> womp womp. Firestar tells Leaf Dapple and Sharpclaw to lay his body beside the rock pile. He'll join them soon. And Firestar goes to the nursery. Petalnose is crouched over her kits, eyes wide and staring at nothing. Are her kids even old enough to understand... Yeah, they are. Okay. I mean, I don't know about how much they understand, but they're old enough to tussle about. Okay. Firestar says he's sorry. He died like a warrior. Petalnose shivers and focuses her eyes on him. He died protecting what he loved most, she whispered. Me and his kids and his new clan. Firestar tries to find words to comfort her, and he tells her that he hunts with his ancestors now. Petalnose's eyes were bleak. She didn't respond. And Firestar dares not say anything more. This clan had no experience with Star Clan yet. How could Petalnose have faith that Rainfur had found anything after his death? He was a brave cat, Firestar meows. I'm honored to have known him. The clan gathers around Rainfur to keep vigil for him. Echo Song guides Petalnose and her kits from the nursery. Petalnose crouches beside her mate and pushes her nose into his gray fur. Her kits are huddled on each side of her. Echo Song sat at his head, eyes fixed on the stars. Firestar remembers the fidgety, superstitious vigil for Skywatcher and realizes now how far the clan had come. 
there's a genuine sense of loss and respect for their fallen warrior. But Firestar's heart aches when he thinks of how rebuilding the clan led directly to Rainfur's death. If he had stayed a rogue, he would still be alive. Yeah, and his wife would probably be dead. Like, Yeah, and his kids and everyone else. <sighs> well, restless, he goes to the Sky Rock and sat alone thinking over whether he had done the right thing. He's learned so much about himself here and about what it means to be a clan leader, but that's not why he had come. Was it fair to ask these cats to give up their lives for the warrior code when they'd been living happily and peacefully before? A sweet scent drifted around him, the only scent that could comfort him right now. Are you... I'm gonna... Pelt, wait, I'm wait, gonna wait. go... A pelt brushed against his and a voice murmured in his ear. Don't grieve, Sandstorm whispered. Okay, you but... You have saved Sky Clan. Why would they describe her? She's never been noted to have a sweet scent before, so why would they say that? Yeah, he thinks all... Yeah, he's he creepy. Just, we can all likes... admit that it's a little creepy. Yeah. Firestar's yeah, a no, little that's creepy. What, exactly. I was rereading that when I was taking notes on it, I was like, um, blah, 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 blah. and then it's Sandstorm, and I'm like, oh, you have maybe grown a little, boy. Like, the tiniest, the, like, like, the, he's, you know, like, where, like, basic human decency is, like, that's where the standards are, they're on the ground. Yeah, he's, like, a centimeter off the ground right now. Firestar says, but Rainfur is dead. Sandstorm says she knows. But SkyClan made their own decision to fight for the Gorge, and the Warrior Code, and their clan. The battle has brought them together as nothing else could have. Firestar wants to believe her, wants to believe that what they won was worth Rainfur's death. Life can't go on without death, Sandstorm tells him. Rainfur died like the greatest warrior, fighting for his clan. Wherever his warrior's ancestors are, they will have been watching and will be waiting for him. His ancestors are like a bunch of kitty pets and are like, what is... I don't understand why he did all that. He's not going to make it to kitty pet heaven. He has to go to that other weird heaven that's like down the street. Kitty pet heaven's just full of pillows and boxes mm -hmm. and little feather toys. And a rainbow rosary for visitors. I know, Firestar says, and her words ease some of the pain in his heart but he knows it'll be moons before he could forget the sight of Rainfur's body surrounded by his dead enemies, knowing that he had led, them, led him there to die. Yeah, but now you can just leave. We did it. We can just go. Uh, Firestar's not quite ready. Oh yeah, we still don't have a leader. The sun is rising when Firestar and Sandstorm return down the gorge. Rainfur's body was at the foot of the rock pile, and only Petalnose remained close to him, their kits sleeping beside her. Echo Song was at the entrance of her cave, surrounded by herbs as she examined fresh wounds on Patch Pelt. Firestar knows he should probably have his own wounds looked at, but Leaf Dapple bounded to him, eyes troubled. And Firestar feels a shot of panic as he asks, What's wrong? Oh, God. It's short whisker, Leaf Dapple tells him. He says he wants to leave the clan and go back to his housefolk. <laughs> what? Wait, short whisker? Yeah. You little scaredy boy? Yeah. <laughs> well, he heads over to where Short Whisker is standing with Cherry Paw, Sparrow Paw, and Sharp Claw. They are arguing. <laughs> Sharp Claw asks Short Whisker if he's mouse brained. He stuck with them through the danger of the rats and now he wants to leave. He's like, yeah, that was too much. 
That was too much. That <laughs> yeah, was a exactly. lot to handle. I don't know why you guys are judging me, because that was a lot. Short Whisker flinches and turns to Firestar with a look of relief. He says he's sorry, but the wrath showed him he's not cut out for clan life. Firestar points out that he did his duty as a warrior. Short Whisker protests that he was scared, scared to the roots of his pelt. Sharpclaw growls. Does he think the rest of them weren't? <laughs> yeah, Sharpclaw's like, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. Sharpclaw's like, I peed myself. Yeah. All the cool kids I do it. Poise. <laughs> Leafdapple goes to Sharpclaw, rests her tail tip on his shoulder, and tells him not to be angry. They cannot force him to understand. She turns to Short Whisker and tells him that they'll respect his decision, but they still wish he would stay. All right, girl, show them leadership skills. Cherrypaw adds that they'll miss him. Aww. Short Whisker faces Firestar and tells them that he was scared, and he knew he didn't want to give up his life for the sake of his clan. He hangs his head and says he's a coward and he's selfish, but he can't change the way he feels. Oh, oh dude. Firestar tells him he's not selfish or a coward. The warrior code isn't for every cat. He tried it. He didn't want to buy it. It's it's valid. Yeah, and he thinks about Ravenpaw living happily on the farm with Barley. With his boyfriend. He could go get a boyfriend. Maybe uh, you can soften Oscar out a little. Yeah, Oscar needs it. Well, he tells Short Whisker that he needs to choose the path that's right for him. Short Whisker says, then that's the path of a kitty pet. He looks to his friends, though his eyes are regretful, his voice is certain. Sparrowpaw starts to say, we're still your friends, Short Whisker. But he interrupts Sparrowpaw. That's not my name anymore. I guess you better call me Hutch again. <laughs> Forgot his name. <laughs> it's not as nerdy as uh, Sparrowpaw's original name. That's true. Barnaby? Boris. <laughs> That's still so much worse. When he climbed the trail to the top of the cliff for the last time, Firestar, Leaf Dapple, and Sharpclaw followed him. He pauses before the scrubland. Goodbye. I'm proud to have been a Sky Clan cat. I really am. The cats say their goodbyes, and Leaf Dapple tells him to come visit. He helped them save Sky Clan. He'll always be welcome here. And Hutch brightens at that. He says he won't forget any of them, especially Firestar. He tells him he's taught him so much. And Firestar says he's learned a lot for him, too. May StarClan light his path. What, what did he possibly learn from him? Firestar, what did you learn from him? I guess, you know, maybe, uh, patience? Yeah, probably patience. Or, um, you that know. The, that not everyone wants to run away and join a cult. Yeah, yeah, that's what I Because I would say even Ravenpaw, like, Ravenpaw didn't, like, actively choose to leave. It was more he was forced out and was like, oh, hey. But then he actively chose not to come back. That's true. He was welcomed back. But but he, he didn't actively like, choose to leave. That's totally, that's a different that's decision. It's, it's one thing to be forced to leave somewhere and be like, oh, this is nice, uh, versus I want to leave. <laughs> um, this is nice. I don't starve here like you guys do every winter, so... <laughs> I'm gonna stay. Warm in the hay. They touch noses and Hutch heads back to Two Lake Place. Head and tail held high. He doesn't look back. So that's the end, Sharpclaw murmured, the last echo of our battle against the rats. 
No, Leaf Dapple says. There's one more thing to do. Firestar and Sharpclaw follow her down the trail to the warrior's den, mystified. <laughs> What's she doing? <laughs> They're like, I guess we're just going to follow her lead. She stops at the trunk of rock with the ancient cat claw marks and the tiny claw marks of the rats claiming their victory. This, Leaf Dapple says, and rakes her claws down the stone. Once, again, a third time, until the rat scratches were obliterated under her deep vertical scores. Ow. The record of their defeat was gone. Now, she announces, the gorge belongs to Skyclan again. Nice. The days following the battle were gray with clouds. Stiff breezes bring the scent of rain. Firestar emerges from the den to find the rocks rimmed with frost. Sandstorm stands next to him, fluffing up her fur against the cold wind. <laughs> we should leave soon, she tells him. They can't travel during Leaf Bear. That's true. Firestar argues that there's a while yet before Leaf Bear. No, he says, not. looking at the ice on the rocks. <laughs> Sandstorm fixes her gaze on him. Don't you trust Sky Clan to survive without you? I'm very nervous. Firestar protests. <laughs> Firestar's like, no, that's not it. Sandstorm points out the rats aren't a threat anymore. Firestar says the rats aren't the only problem. Will they be able to get along with one another without them to help with patrols? What about trouble with kitty pets? And it will be harder for them to find prey as the weather gets colder. Sandstorm scrapes her claws on the rocks. Would he listen to himself? Every clan has those problems. He's done his part. He's found them a medicine cat. Now it's up to them. Firestar knows she's right. She but he has knows. one more task to do. He says they can't leave yet. Not until they can be sure Sky Clan can reach their warrior ancestors. And part of that is finding out which cat Star Clan has chosen to be their leader. Sandstorm sighs. She supposes he's right. But she hopes it's soon. Sandstorm gets Leaf Dapple and Sparrowpaw for the Dawn Patrol, and Firestar suggests to Pat Patchfoot that they go hunting. Sharpclaw offers to join them. Firestar says he'd rather he lead a separate patrol. He'd like to take Cherrypaw and watch her hunting without her mentor breathing down her neck. It's time she and Sparrowpaw were made warriors. Speedrun. Sharpclaw's eyes. <laughs> Sharpclaw's eyes gleam with approval. He reckons they're ready too. He'll take Clovertail and Rain. Just, just Clovertail. Oh, I guess we don't have to freaking grind Ooh. it in. There's already salt in the wound. Oof. Remember, him and Rainfur were pretty good friends before they joined the clans. Firestar takes his patrol downriver. The cold weather has come. Prey would soon be scarce. Sky Clan is still small. If they're careful, they should be able to feed themselves. Firestar watches Cherrypaw expertly take down a squirrel. She's ready to become a warrior. But Firestar holds back from telling her that. He wants the new leader of Sky Clan to give Sparrowpaw and Cherrypaw their warrior names. As soon as he's had a sign from their ancestors about who that should be. He's like, looks up to the sky. Did you hear that, guys? I'm, I'm ready. Whenever you are. Tell me anytime. I think there's at least two of you up there now. At least. Mm-hmm. At minimum. Oh, and the ancestor. So three. Sure. Sure. They return to camp laden with fresh kill. Echo Song comes up to Firestar and says she needs to talk to him. Would he come to her den for a moment? Who? Who? 
I close the door. Oh, okay. What's up, girl? As she speaks, Firestar is irresistibly reminded of Spotted Leaf and Cinderpelt. She fits into her role of a medicine cat now. Not Yellowfang? So acceptance was... Yellowfang wasn't uh, kind and gentle. <laughs> Yellowfang was very uh, tough love. Okay, she murdered, she murdered one son. One tyrannical son was murdered under her care. That doesn't mean that she's not a loving mom. She's just a bit of a tough loving mom. Her formal acceptance was in another ceremony in the Paws of Star Clan. She tells him she was sorting herbs and had... She thinks she had what he'd call a vision. <laughs> Either she that or maybe like a breakdown, an aneurysm. Um, I hope it was a vision and I'm not going crazy. She looks almost embarrassed. Firestar's paws tingle, but he remains calm as he asks her what it was. Echo Song says she thought she was gathering herbs in the wood above the gorge. She was alone, but she felt so safe and protected, as if kind eyes were all around her, watching over her. It was a little the creepy. sun was shining, as if it was a warm day, but she felt safe. Okay, it's a little creepy though, still. As if it was a warm day in Greenleaf, and the shadows of leaves were dappling the ground all around her, so perfectly like pebbles on the riverbed. The pattern of light and shade swirled around her, even though the leaves were still. And then she was back here. She insists it wasn't a dream. She was awake the whole time. Did it mean anything? Okay. Or was she making a fuss about nothing? Wait. Her vision was... leaves... dappling in the sunlight. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know well, many is... cats that are part of this clan, but what has a name that involves leaves and dappling? Oh, it's actually a vision about Dappleleaf, the Thunder Clan elder. Oh, of course. I should have known. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's also in love Star with Clan. Firestar in, in death. No, Dapp is... no Dappleleaf is still alive, I think. She's also in love with Firestar. Who wouldn't be? Those eyes? Irresistible. I wouldn't be. I mean, I'm a lesbian, but I, like, also, like, I have, like, even if I was straight, I'd be like, okay, Sandstorm. Boy, you a mess. <laughs> Firestar came up to me, I'd just be like, oh, kitty, kitty, and give him a good head scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Firestar tells her, Star Clan sends signs for a reason. All they have to do is work out what it is. It must mean that Warm there's going to be a good spring. <laughs> Warm sun, he muses, but it's leaf bare now. But leaves were dappling the ground. Hmm. Leaf dapple. Echo song bursts. Oh my out. god, they got Echo they song is here. That would have taken leaf dapple. That would have taken Firestar like another yeah. week to figure out. Yeah, thank goodness Echo Song knows what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, Echo Song's like, I was literally born for this. Like, I wasn't even on your guys' radar. And I showed up and was like, I think I'm the chosen one to, for your medicine time. And he's like, oh, they actually talk to you with real words? Not just, like, oblique riddles? And she's like, well, the riddles aren't that hard. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I, I think they're kind of hard. And she's like, they gave me a vision about leaves dappled in on the ground, like... 
there's only like a couple ways you could interpret that and it's pretty straightforward and he's like well i would have i would have talked to like maybe three more trusted people about it and gotten confused this must be the sign sky clan has been waiting for their ancestors really were watching over them and more importantly they had sent the sign to echo song and not to him that's good yeah that's good. They're like she's a true medicine cat. Now. Well, no, it was more like they're like we gotta stop giving. We gotta speed this they're up. Like we kept giving him all the signs, and it was like yikes. We just don't have all day. She's a true medicine cat now, with connection to Star Clan to help her guide her clan for moons to come. Echo Song's puzzled look clears from her eyes. What this clan needs more than anything is a leader, she says. She asks if they're showing her which cat it should be. Firestar goes to her and gives the top of her head an affectionate lick. He's purring so hard he can barely speak. Oh my god. He can finally leave. <laughs> yes, Does he really he tells think her. that? No, 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 not at all. It would have been hilarious if he did. He thinks they were. Leaf Dapple will be the leader of Sky Clan. Oh man, she's gonna lose her cool name. Unless they make her Dapple Star. That's not how this I works. know, but I hate that we're losing such a cool part of her name. Anyway, I think before we inaugurate Leaf Dapple, it's time for a cat fact. It's time for a cat fact. Yeah, and I was um kind of unprepared because I've been so wrapped up in spooky cat facts, but now the spooky season's over. I mean, November's still mm-hmm. pretty spooky. Uh, since in Spirit America, we celebrate like genocide and stuff um with uh, like a giant meal and other things that are terrible but i prefer think of this as the pumpkin pie holiday yes and it's a holiday just based around me getting to eat pumpkin pie exactly um but thankfully so we have some pumpkin cat facts no (laughs) uh well no thankfully as i was working on our through our emails um, I got an email from Hollyleaf, who, uh, whose email was aptly titled Donation of One Cat Fact. Um, Ooh. and this was a cat fact I had actually, uh, ran into before. Um, in like, it's, like, shown up, like, uh, I, like, saw it once upon a time on Tumblr, but, and I, I've had it on the list <laughs> of, at some date of revisit, um, because we're going back to cats with careers, folks. Oh, yeah. So. We are going to learn about the renowned F.D.C. Willard. So, in 1975, Jack H. Uh, Hertherington, uh, who's an American physicist and mathematician, he wrote an article uh, about really not important, and I couldn't understand if I wanted to, but he, he wrote about, like, low temperatures and their, like, uh, uh, effect on physics. I don't know. And he'd written this entire uh, article and was going to send it in to be published in a scientific newsletter. Um, his colleague, uh, he had given this article to his colleague for them to uh, proofread it. And the colleague pointed out that he had used uh, we instead of I throughout the whole, oh, the whole paper. And this is back in the day of typewriters. And uh, Jack was like, I do not want to rewrite this whole thing to correct it. So I'll just make up a co-author. Um, and his co-author ended up being his cat, Chester. Now, Jack knew that uh, some of his friends and colleagues would 
probably know about his collie, about his cat Chester. So he decided to uh, give him a little bit more of a, a, a fancier name. So Chester was a Siamese cat, and his mm-hmm. parent, one of his parents, was named was name was Willard. So, uh-huh. so we got the name Chester Willard now. And uh, Jack also knew that you know most Americans have two given names, like we have our first name and our 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 middle name. So he decided to get make his first name uh, Felis Domesticus, which is the species of domesticated cats. Um, yeah. So I've watched Felidae. So his full yeah. So his full name is <laughs> Felis Domesticus Chester Willard, uh, abbreviated to say on the top of his, pa- his paper FDC Willard, and so it got sent in and published. And he didn't get caught until he sent out um, signed copies to some of his colleagues and friends. And it had his signature, but it also had Willard's signature, uh, Chester's signature, which was his paw prints. <gasps> yeah, um, it's... Yes. I'll, I'll share it on the uh, wiki and I'll send you a photo. But it's just like, he look, literally looks like he dipped his cat in ink and like put him on the paper. Yes. Um, and... Oh. and everyone kind of just like thought this was hilarious like no one called him out on it because like his paper was fine um so yeah uh and fdc willard uh all wrote their own paper um i believe it was just uh jack's original paper translated into french but willard was the only author notated on that um and after that he had no other published works but he has shown up in other people's footnotes as an accredited and well-respected resource on uh, low-temperature <gasps> physics. And, uh, yeah, so he, he became pretty famous. Some people will call the university that Jack works at and just call and just ask for um, for Chester and not him. They're like, no, no, we want to oh. talk to your colleague about this paper. So... Yeah, that is how a cat okay. helped write a published uh, scientific journal article. Um, okay, counterpoint, maybe Chester was the brains behind this whole low-temperature physics, <laughs> and Jack took credit, and Chester can't speak English, so he couldn't tell anybody. Well, Willard also was the only one credited in the French version of the paper, so maybe Chester so, speaks French. Yes. So he was able to tell the French of this. Justice was served. Um, Jack stole my work. Yeah, so I bring him mice every day, and this is how he repays me. Yeah, he's he's the first cat ever to co-author a physics paper. Um, Unfortunately, he did pass in 1982, but he was born in 1968, so he was a he was he was he lived a long life. I think that's. Long, good academic life. Yeah, he, he, he I was at least 16 years, so that was, that's a pretty old cat. Um, and it's just, uh, he was, uh, the, the scientific journal is Physical Review, if you want to look it up. Um, the article is entitled Two, Three, and Four Atom Exchange Effects in uh, Some Chemical, BBC, 3HE, I don't, I don't know what that means, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's written by J.H. Heatherton and F.D.C. Willard. Uh, fun fact, I have also been published in a science journal. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. Was it back in your robotics days? No. 
Oh, was this in college? <laughs> no. What was this? Were you a, a test tube baby? No. I was 14. 13? 14. Okay. I made a picture for my aunt, who's a scientist. And they put it in their journal. Okay. It's actually, it's very embarrassing because it was one of the, like, the pieces I did because uh, she got me, a bunch of my family got me a new tablet. And so it's blown up, absolutely huge canvas printed in the hallway behind me. Can you show me? <laughs> Later. Okay, take a I'm not mobile right now. Okay. I'll, hey, tomorrow do you want to take a tour? Yes. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, but thank you so much, Holly Lee, for sending that in. Um, yes, thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, and thank you for <laughs> uh, all, all of the support and the feedback on the podcast. Yeah. All right, that was our pat pat. Ready to dive back in? Yeah. So as soon as the patrol had returned, Firestar took Sandstorm aside to tell her, and then he and Echo Song went to Leaf Dapple to tell her the news. Hey girl, guess what? You just got a lot more responsibility. She pauses with a bite of fresh kill between her jaws, <laughs> eyes wide with shock. Me? She swallows quickly. Hey girl, you. Leader of Sky Clan, Echo Song, I think you've got bees in your brain. Firestar oh assures God, her I that has her. nothing to do with Echo Song. What a her reaction. Ancestors. You've got bees in your brain. Well, her warrior ancestors have chosen her. But Leaf Dapple says, I thought it would be Sharp Claw. Sharp Claw's like, I thought it would be me too. And Firestar thinks to himself that he thought it would be too. <laughs> and that he actually does think. He kind of thought it was going to be Sharp Claw. But, he thinks, it was Leaf Dapple who had shown greater sensitivity to what the warrior code meant. She had rallied the clan against the rats, and she understood and respected Hutch's decision to leave. Leaf Dapple steps back, shaking her head. Oh no, Firestar, I can't do this. I really can't. This is way too much responsibility. I gotta figure my way out of this. Firestar tells her that he never felt good enough to be clan leader either. He had been deputy, yeah, you know, it's not like this was just, you know, it wasn't unexpected. But when Blue Star died, he didn't feel ready. But his clan had needed him, and now Sky Clan needs her. Leaf Dapple turns to Echo Song and asks what she thinks. Echo Song nods encouragingly. Uh-huh. <laughs> your ancestors sent her a vision. She knows this is right for Leaf Dapple. Echo Song's so great. Leaf Dabble protests that she doesn't understand her warrior ancestors. She doesn't even know that they exist. That's and if so they valid. do, why would they choose her? She's nothing special. Firestar tells her that he doesn't think she knows how special she is. But to believe him when he says that she can do this. Leaf Dabble's amber gaze rests on him for several heartbeats. Then she bows her head. What do I have to do? She asks. Do I call myself Leafstar now? Do do I have nine lives? That is his work. And he's like, her. you know, that's very valid because like there's like a whole ceremony I do. Uh, I did, but like, hmm. Well, Firestar warns her she's not a leader yet. StarClan will give her her nine lives and her name. When? How? She asks, looking around as if like expecting to see them in the light of day. <laughs> Tonight, 
Firestar tells her. Her ancestors are watching over her, and they'll meet with them tonight. Are you ready? I guess. That night, Firestar leads Leaf Dapple and Echo Song up to the Sky Rock. He's not sure if this is right. He has no doubts that Leaf Dapple is to be leader. But maybe he should have taken her to the Whispering Cave for the ceremony? But tonight, the stars seem particularly bright. And when he looked up, they seemed to shift into the Sky Clan leader's face as if he were saying, Come. Firestar goes to the middle of the Sky Rock. Leaf Dapple bent her head into the wind as she joined him. She asks what happens now. Firestar says they wait. Her warrior ancestors will come for them. And he really hopes he's right. He worries about Leaf Dapple being able to cope with the pain, terror, and wonder of her leadership ceremony. But there's only one way to find out. Echo Song's voice is eager when she asks if he's sure they'll come. Shouldn't they tell them they're here? Her fur is fluffed up in excitement. Firestar tells her that they'll know. He tells Leaf Dapple to lay down by him. Hesitantly, she obeys. She's like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> this is more intimate than I thought it would be. <laughs> kind of creepy. Isn't your wife here? And he's like, not like that. Jeez. Echo Song crouches on her other side, pressing reassuringly against her fur. Echo oh. Song tells her not to be afraid. She knows their ancestors mean her nothing but good. Leaf Dapple still looked unsettled. Firestar tells her that she must trust her warrior ancestors. And Leaf Dapple turns to him and gazes with eyes that glowed silver in the moonlight. No, she says, I trust you. Three wait silently. Firestar whispers for them to close their eyes. At first, there's only darkness. But beside him, he feels Leaf Dapple grow still, then cold. The sound of wind died away. When Firestar opens his eyes, the bleak moorland is in front of him. It's the one that we saw in his dreams. <laughs> no stars could penetrate the fog, but it shimmered with a pale glow as if somewhere the moon still shone. Ethelsong raises her head, eyes full of wonder. She asks where they were. It's like the place she dreamed of before. Firestar tells her it's the moor where he saw the Sky Clan cats fleeing. Echo Song turns to Leaf Dapple and lays a paw on her shoulder. She doesn't move. Echo Song whispers that she feels so cold. Firestar, she's not dead, is she? Yeah, maybe a little. Firestar, Firestar reassures her that she's not. Something similar had happened to him. He thinks her old life is being stripped away, which kind of sounds like dead. Yeah. So that she can receive her nine new ones. Just wait till like you see your ghost self, like just chilling once you die a couple times. Just kind of like, like you've died a couple times. He's like, I don't, I've kind of lost count actually. <laughs> right, I can't remember. Echo Song looked worried, but there was nothing she could do. Echo Song's like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is a little creepy, guys. It may have been seasons or only heartbeats before Leaf Dapple sneezed and opened her eyes. <laughs> that it was a real cute little kitty sneeze. Yeah, little sneeze. She yawns, then begins to take in her surroundings and springs to her paws, staggering. 
She asks Firestar what's happening. He's like, I don't Firestar know. Firestar assures her it's okay. This is where she'll meet with Starclan. And as if his words were the signal, the mists before them swirled and the Sky Clan ancestor stepped into view. Wait, she's gonna be he's gonna he gets to be there? Yeah, he does. Isn't that nice that we get I, to be there? That is nice. I mean it would have been pretty confusing, I guess, for her, but to like just be like, Hi, yeah. hi, hi, here's uh nine of us, we're gonna give you your some lives. She's like, Who are you people? Greetings, he says. I know why you have come. Echo Song greets him eyes brilliant as she stood face to face with a star clan cat warrior for the first time. Oh, bro, did we finally get to learn his name? Firestar goes to meet him. He says he's glad to see him again. He's brought Leaf Dapple. She's the cat he wanted, right? I really hope it's the one you wanted, because that, it would be super awkward to have to go back and now be like, actually, uh, Snapleg, evil guy, it's you. <laughs> Snapleg. Yes, the ancestor says dipping his head. Thank you, Firestar. You have done all you can to rebuild and protect SkyClan once more. Woo! Now, it is up to the new SkyClan cat. Alright, washing my hands of this BS. I'm going home! And they're like, actually, can you... No, wait. Frick. Firestar asks how Leaf Dabble can receive her nine lives if he's the only cat here. Uh-oh. The ancestor raises his tail commandingly, and Firestar falls silent. Shut up, boy. The ancestor steps to face Leaf Dapple. He asks her, Do you believe in what is about to happen? I guess. Leaf Dapple's panic stricken gaze flies to Firestar and back to the ancestor. I. I think so. <laughs> At least. Firestar told her that he's going to give her nine lives, and she believes him. Sadness flickers across the ancestor's face. Uh-oh, that was the wrong thing to say. That will have to be enough, he oh. says. Come, and I will give you your first life. Okay, you guys can't be disappointed in that. She, like, doesn't know what the frick is going on. Yeah, it's not like she grew up with this or she's ever seen anything before. Like, chill out. He bows his head. To touch his nose to hers. Leaf Dapple stiffened and flinched away, then moved back to the Sky Clan cat. Oh, I don't kiss me, I don't even again. know you. I give you the light of endurance. Use it well to strengthen your clan in times of trouble. As he finished, Leaf Dapple's limbs spasmed. Her yeah. jaws gaped in a soundless wail of agony. Echo Song whispers, Does it hurt? Can't we help her? Firestar oh, whoa, Echosong, you're here too? This is for Leaf Dapple to bear alone. This is a really Medicine public cats actually ceremony. usually are. It's, like, canon now. Like, they are. Oh, that more than one person is there? No, the, the medicine cat who brings them. Oh. Okay. Is there watching, usually. I don't know. That's what happens in future books. Okay. Leaf Dapple trembles as the pain ebbs, but she stays on her paws. Firestar, she gasps. Do I have to do this eight more times? Yeah. <laughs> Firestar tries to comfort her, saying it'll be okay. Not all lives will feel the same. She has a dazed look in her eyes. There's a touch of resentment in her voice as she says, You never said it would be like this. She shakes her head in astonishment and wonder. 
No cat could go through that and still doubt the experience was real. Aha! <laughs> she says she wishes she could get it over with. It's like checking if you're dreaming and someone pinches you. But instead you feel like a century's worth of trauma. Yep, and still don't wake up. Firestar promises it won't be long. Look, Echo Song exclaims. Leaf Dapple, can you see? I, I think so, she says. A row of cats appear faintly through the mist. They circle the three living cats and the ancestor. Their outlines were indistinct in the drifting clouds. Then one strode forward. Skywatcher. Not the scrawny elder, but the powerful warrior that Firestar had seen. A handsome young man. Leaf Dapple's eyes stretch wide. Skywatcher, she whispers. Is that you? Skywatcher touches noses with her and tells her, Welcome. I give you a life for hope. Use it well to guide your clan through the darkest days. Leaf Dapple tenses again, but the pain didn't seem as great. Or maybe she had braced herself. She recovers quicker this time and dips her head. She thanks Skywalker for all he's done for her clan. Skywalker? Skywatcher. Luke, Luke, I am your father! <laughs> Whoops! We got our, we got our, uh, uh, universes mixed there. Skywatcher steps back. Leaf Dapple gazes with expectation at the circle of cats who were becoming more distinct. I'm ready, she says. Bring it on! I'll fight you all! The third cat was a tabby she-cat. She bounded forward to touch noses with Leaf Dapple, a gesture of pure affection, not the giving of a life. My mother, Leaf Dapple said, oh! but you had died. I thought I'd never see you again. Oh my god. <laughs> Nothing is lost forever, dear one, her mother says. She touches noses with her daughter again. With this life, I give you love. Use it well for all the cats who look to you for protection. I have tears in my eyes. That's so good. Leaf Dapple stretches forward eagerly to accept the life, and she's unprepared for the piercing agony that oh, accompanied it. My God! Why you know, she keep getting... a mother's love. Oh yeah. You know, a mother's love is the strongest thing that's shown over it's and like over again. When you again. eat candy, it ends up being sour, and you're like, oh. As her pain ebbed, her mother covered her face and ears with loving licks. Mom, go, what the heck was that? Dapple whispered. Her mother tells her not to be afraid. She will walk with her in many dreams. She promises. Another cat is already coming forward. Firestar catches his breath at the familiar scent, one he never expected to smell here. The shape of the cat's head reminded him of the ancestors. Spotted Leaf! Oh my god. <laughs> she bounds forward and touches noses with him. Stop! She thanks him and tells him she's so proud of You're him. You're not supposed to even- She never told him how much it meant to her to see the clan restored. Firestar breathes in her sweet scent and tells her he couldn't have done it without her. Or your wife. Yeah. God. She says she's been- given the, the privilege to walk these skies to give Leaf Dapple her fourth life. And she approaches Leaf Dapple. I give you a life for healing wounds caused by words and vipers. Use it well for all cats troubled in spirit. 
There was no pain as this life flowed into Leaf Dapple. Of course. She lets out a blissful purr, eyes narrowed. She looks like a kitten in the nursery, safe in the curve of her mother's belly. She thanks Spotted Leaf and said Firestar has told her so much about her. Really? When? When? Who's to say? She's honored to meet her at last. Righty. Are we good at it, or is it warrior cats? <laughs> Spotted Leaf retreats to the edge of the circle. The mist is growing thinner. More of the moorlands open, and the moonlight grew stronger. More and more cats are revealed, stretching into the distance. Echo Song presses against him. She can feel it, too. They're coming home, she tells him. All the ancestors of SkyClan. Weirdly, we I got lost. <laughs> That's really sweet, though. I'm glad that they get to come home. Before Firestar can reply, the ranks part and four new cats come. They look familiar, but not of SkyClan. They walked with their heads and tails high, the authority of a leader, yet he'd never seen them before. Instead of going to Leaf Dapple, they go to the SkyClan ancestor. He stares at them with wide eyes. Hey dude, sorry we kicked you out. Is it them? The first cat draws closer and he gasps. Red Star. <laughs> oh my god! Red Star stands with its head bowed in front of the SkyClan ancestor. I was wrong all those moons ago, he says. All of ThunderClan joins with me to tell you that we are sorry for what we did. This is so weird. This is so weird. Like a weird gesture of forgiveness and like outstretch of like, please, please say sorry. Like, but in the afterlife, I Bridge Star steps forward next. She reminds Firestar of heavy stuff of River Clan and a little bit of Clover Tail too. She says that River Clan says the same. We never should have driven you out. I felt compassion for you, but I did nothing. And that makes my actions worse. I'm sorry. Forgiveness, can you imagine? The third bows his head. I am Swift Star of Wind Clan, and when I walked the forest, I never told any cat I was sorry. But I say it to you now, what we did was wrong. Okay. Dawn Star steps forward and tells him Shadow Clan is sorry too. We had good reasons for what we did. <laughs> But I regret that we caused so much suffering to you and your clanmates. Shadowclan. Oh, God. The ancestor thanks all of them. Redstar says nothing can make up for what they did. But they have each came here to give a life to the new leader of SkyClan, if they may. The ancestor dips his head, giving them permission. Imagine she's just like, no. Screw you guys. <laughs> He's just like, nah. Get out of my skies. This is my star clan. You don't get to come here and take my protege and give her a life. Doesn't work that way. Red Star steps forward to touch noses with Leaf Dapple. With this life, I give you wisdom. Use it well when you have the hardest decisions of all to make. Birch Star approaches her next. I give you the life for sympathy and understanding. Use it well for the weakest in your clan. And for all others who need your help and protection. Sympathy? Understanding? Okay. Well, see, they're all they're all kind of like, this is what we should have. Okay. Been. So we're giving you this so that 
you don't know. drive out people that live in your land. Yeah, like that you don't make these same mistakes. Not that they really have the opportunity to drive out another clan since they're the only ones here. Thank well, you. they could drive out the but, rogues um, and stuff, you know? It kind of makes yeah. sense for, like, be nice to the rogues. Swiftstar hardly gives her time to receive that life before striding up to touch her nose. I give you a life for selflessness. Use it well in the service of your clan. Last came Dawnstar. Firestar is amazed at such a graceful she-cat could be the leader of ShadowClan, who always seemed to be at the bottom of trouble in the forest. Once upon a but time not Shadow long Clan... ago, we were cool. But maybe ShadowClan back then had been different. Maybe they could change again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I give you a life for determination. Use it well to set your paws on the path of what you know to be right. You've seen Shadow Clan go through like twelve different iterations of like different like like just craziness. I I don't know how you can be so bad surprised. Things. Yeah, they've all been bad, but that's also Leaf good Dapple's authors. leg shook as she received her eighth life. She gazes around at the four other clan leaders and thanks them. The new Sky Clan will hold their clans in honor. The fifth clan has returned. They all bow their heads to her and, to Firestar's astonishment, come up to him. Redstar tells him that you righted the wrong we did, and for that we thank you. Dawnstar says they thought they had to drive SkyClan away for the sake of their own clans, but that was a mistake. We paid for it, Swiftstar said. None of them could rest easy after SkyClan was gone. Guilt clawed them for the rest of their lives. There should always have been five clans in the forest, Birchstar says. Firestar struggles for words. For the longest time, he had blamed them for what they had done. But maybe they were just leaders like him, trying to make the right decisions for their clan. Yep. I'll never forget you, Firestar says. Redstar stays as the others leave. He tells Firestar that his clanmates are safe and waiting for him. His work here is done. He can go home now. The four leaders join the edge of the circle. The Sky Clan ancestor also joins them. All eight wait. Tense. No other cat appeared through the mist. Firestar worries. Is there a ninth cat to give Leaf Dapple her last life? A breeze rose, tearing the mist apart. The cat shone more clearly. Above, the moon shines and the stars glitter. The cats part to leave a straight path leading far over the moor, and at the end is a single point of light. But as it draws closer, Firestar can see it's a cat racing across the moor. I'm late, I'm late, I'm sorry. The SkyClan ancestor took a single pace forward, his eyes fixed on the approaching cat with a hunger that spoke of moons of starvation. Firestar sees her clearly, a beautiful long-furred ta brown tabby with green eyes fixed intently on the ancestor. She pads up to him and touches her nose to his. Bird of light, whispered the SkyClan leader. Oh, his wife! Twining her tail with her his. Her name's Birdflight? Cloudstar, she purred, 
twining her tail with his. I told you I would find you one day. And I told you I would wait, he says. I can't believe you're here. She tells him she'll always be here. We will walk these skies together forever. They stand together for some time, drinking in each other's scent. Birdflight steps back and beckons two other cats forward. They step into the circle and dip their heads to Cloudstar. These are your children, Birdflight tell him, tells him. They're dead? Though they grew up in... <laughs> Though they grew up in ThunderClan, Spotted Pelt and Gorseclaw have chosen to walk these skies with me in honor of their SkyClan ancestors. Firestar stares in astonishment. Spotted Pelt was a slender tortoiseshell, just like Spottedleaf. And Gorseclaw is a broad-shouldered tabby with glowing amber eyes. And he reminds him so much of Tigerstar. Okay, so that makes Spotted Leaf's, like, connection make a little more sense. Yes. It, it makes it make sense if these were her ancestors. Like, that... Thanks, yes. guys, for the context. Years later. So, I'll take it, I guess. Birdflight said they grew up in his own clan. Firestar is thinking. Did that mean SkyClan's blood ran in ThunderClan? Wait, wait, wait. Spottedleaf and Tigerstar descended from Cloudstar? Wait, wait. We cleared this out like a long time ago. Oh, I suppose he wasn't there for the, all the flashbacks. Yeah, he wasn't there for the flashbacks. Spottedleaf is gazing delightedly at the cats. It must be true. No wonder she's felt so involved in the destiny of this new clan. Agreed. Cloudstar takes a single step towards his children, legs stiff with shock. When I left the forest, he said hoarsely, I vowed my clan would never look to the stars again. As time went on and SkyClan scattered, StarClan was forgotten and their ancestors unable to walk in these skies. Until now. His gaze travels from bird flight to his children to rest on Firestar and Leafdapple. Until now. Birdflight goes to Leafdapple and touches noses with her. With this life, I give you faithfulness. Use it well to hold fast to clan and kin. As the ninth life surged into Leaf Dapple, one more cat appeared from the starry ranks. She goes to stand face to face with Echo Song. She says her name is Fawnstep. She was SkyClan's medicine cat when they fled. Echo Song now has her cave, and she finds herbs in the same places. She tells Echo Song that her warrior ancestors have chosen her to be SkyClan's medicine. Did you find the weed I hid? <laughs> She's like, my dank kush. Like, yeah, I was like really dry now. Black. And, like, not potable anymore. And she's like, ah, oh, darn. <laughs> but it was a good hiding spot, wasn't it? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Echo Song says. I. She's interrupted as Fawnstep laid her tail gently over her mouth. Peace, dear friend, she says. From now on, I will walk in your dreams and watch over you until you have learned to be a true medicine cat. Her eyes sparkle. We shall travel far together, you and I. Yeah, you don't have to rely on some random, like, stares at <laughs> Spotted Leaf. <laughs> Cat, come and help you. I'll help you. The 
it. Ethelson looks deep into her eyes and tells her that she'll be ready for their next meeting. Leafdapple stands in the middle of the circle on unsteady legs. She looks around. Is that the crap eat out of me? Now? Are we good? I know you're all having like an emotional Firestar moment here, but I'm tired. Firestar doesn't have to answer. As she spoke, the last of the mist dissolved and the stars blazed as SkyClan's warrior ancestors returned to watch over their long lost descendants. Firestar's pelt prickles as he spots a strong gray warrior among them. Rainfur's gaze meets <sighs> his and he dips his head. Firestar is full of grief and guilt as he goes to him. He tells him he's sorry. If he hadn't joined Sky Clan, he'd still be alive. Rainfur tells him that it was his decision. Now he'll always be part of a clan and have a place among the stars. He says the warrior code is worth dying for. He hesitates and asks, How are Petal Nose and the Kits? Really sad. Firestar says they grieve for him, but they will always have the support of their clan. Rainfur says he knows, and he trusts Sky Clan to look after them. And Firestar feels like he's been forgiven. The cats of Star rose to their paws and shouted. I'm glad we're ruining all these really, really serious and beautiful moments by terrible renditions of Hamilton. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. The catch of Star Clan rose to their paws and shouted, Leaf Star! Leaf Star! Firestar and Echo Song joined in. The light grew so dazzling that Firestar had to shut his eyes. And once he did, the voices died away, and he opened his eyes to find himself back on the Sky Rock. Leafstar rose to her paws, found her balance, and let out a long sigh. She thanks Firestar. She never imagined. Echo Song presses her muzzle against her, the new leader's shoulder. Firestar tells her that she mustn't speak of this to any cat. Leafstar asks how could she. There are no words. And she tells him she understands now. And she promises she'll be a strong and loyal leader to her clan until it's her turn to walk among the stars. She pauses and gives her pelt a shake. Let's go down. My clan will be waiting for me. Leafstar summons her clanmates to the rock pile for the first time. It's the day after her leadership ceremony, and Firestar had discussed this meeting with did her, anyone, so she knew what to do. Did anyone, like, have any reaction? Like, did, uh... Um, it's like, it's like, dawn is breaking, they're coming down from Skyrock, and she's calling. Yeah, but I mean, like, yesterday, did anyone, like, know what happened? Um, I think so. Oh, they just didn't Let's go. Reaction. Let's just keep okay. going. She had, dis Firestar had discussed this meeting with her, but she hadn't told him what decisions she was about to make. And Firestar hopes that whatever they are, that she has the support of her clanmates. Because by now, they all know Leafstar is their new leader. So they all know. Right. Firestar sees excitement in their shining eyes and pricked ears. Clovertail's kits are bouncing all over the place. Bounce Kit slips on a damp stone, but Sharkclaw catches him before he falls into the river. Parkour! Sharkclaw tells him to stay with his mother. Is this any way for an apprentice to behave? Parkour! <laughs> yeah, but it's how kittens behave. I know. Where are you? The three kits line up with their mother as she gave them a quick grooming, and Petalnose's kits eyed them enviously. 
Cherry Paw and Sparrow Paw came to sit by the fresh kill pile, and Patchfoot joined them. Last to arrive was Echo Song from the Whispering Cave. Leafstar addresses her clan. Her first duty is to appoint a deputy. She speaks these words before the spirits of her ancestors that they may hear and approve of my choice. Sharpclaw will be the new I deputy of Sky Clan. I knew it! Yep. Good. Firestar sees pride spread across Sharpclaw's face, but also an uncharacteristic touch of uncertainty. Like, oh god, this is a, he's like, I've been wanting this responsibility, but now that I have it, I don't know if I want it! <laughs> I know, that feels weird. He rises and dips his head to Leafstar and thanks her. He shall be honored to serve her and their clan. And Firestar is relieved, because Sharpclaw could have made life difficult if he hadn't accepted her authority. So Firestar is kind of thinking, like, oh, that would have been bad. Yeah. But his fiery courage and fighting skills would balance well with Leafstar's thoughtful personality. And one day, he would make a good leader. Echo Song, Leafstar beckons her with her tail. She says their warrior ancestors have chosen her to be their medicine cat, and she gives the care of Sky Clan into her keeping. They trust her to use her skills for healing and interpret the signs of their ancestors for them. And a secret look passes between the two she cats. Oh, they are they are they are they bunking on the side already? <laughs> Firestar thinks they must be remembering their extraordinary experience last I night. I guess. Or oh. Was there a different extraordinary experience that Firestar wasn't there for? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. You know, it's a whole new clan, new rules. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, no rules, just right. Yeah. Just the warrior code. But only bits of it are fair. Yeah, parts. well, I think that a cat should be able to have girlfriends. <laughs> That's the rule. The clan welcomes her by calling out her name. Now, Leafstar must perform the most important task a leader performs. The making of new warriors. She checks with Sharpclaw that Cherrypaw is ready. And affirms that her own apprentice, Sparrowpaw, is as I just well. mentioned, like, Cherrypaw sitting there and being like, says, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm great. He's like, yeah, you are. I know. I'm so good. He's like, I know you are. You're perfect. <laughs> and if anyone says any different, I'll kill them. Then she says the familiar words, and Firestar knows that they are spoken with certainty after last night. Cherrypaw, do you want to guess? Oh, oh. Or just um, let these ones come to you. Cherry Star. they just make her leader. Um... <laughs> Um, man, what's the name of that? Uh, Cherry Pit? I think I already made that joke. Ooh. Oh. Cherry Stem. Yep. Cherry Paw is now Cherry Tail. Cute. Star Clan honors her bravery and enthusiasm. That's pretty good. Sparrow Paw. I think mine was better, but that's pretty good. Sparrow Paw, from this day forth, you will be Sparrow Pelt. Star Clan honors his courage and strength. It's not very fun. Yeah, none of them are very fun, but I'll take them, I guess. But, you know, they're respectable yeah, warriors. They're, they're all right. Wait till Sky Clan gets real fun with their <laughs> They are welcomed as full members of Sky Clan, and the cats shout their names. Cherrytail gives a jubilant leap into the air. She has to show off those skills that uh, she was born with. It's her birthright. Leafstar beckons for Clovertail's three kits to come forward. Clovertail watches, looking ready to burst with pride. Patchfoot is going to mentor Bouncepaw. Cherrypaw will mentor Rockpaw. 
and Sparrow Pelt will mentor Tiny Paw. Tiny Paw! So they're, like, even though Cherrytail and Sparrow Pelt are new warriors, they're ready. They've proven themselves. Yeah, I suppose they and don't, like, have a lot of, other choices. yeah, they don't have, like, a lot. <laughs> no. They're like, here, you've been a warrior for a day, and here's some kids. Don't screw them up. You've been a warrior for literally three seconds. Yeah. Here's a child. Leafstar tells them that for now, all warriors will work together to train the new apprentices. They are a new clan and must learn to depend on one another. So it still kind of uh, takes a village for right. the apprentices. It makes sense. So, you know, Cherry Pot or Cherry Tail and Sparrow Pelt won't be, you know, just floundering. And there's one more thing that she must do. She says that before Firestar and Sandstorm came to the gorge, they all lived separate lives as rogues and kitty pets. Now they belong together and support one another. Firestar, Sandstorm, we thank you for all you have done for us. Your names will be honored forever by the Cats of Sky Clan. The clan shouts their names, and Firestar swells with pride. Leaving his clan, the dangerous journey here, every pang of anxiety, every weary paw step, had all been worth it to see the strong bodies and shining eyes of the new clan. Members. I was about to say, was it worth it? I guess. <laughs> yes, it was. Sandstorm whispers in his ear that it's time for them to leave. They rebuild Sky Clan just as they promised. Our own future is waiting for us in the forest. Oh. Romantic getaway part two. Firestar knows she's right, but feels a pang of sadness that I'll have to leave these cats who had become his friends. They were unlikely to meet again until they walked with Star Clan, and even then, would they share the same skies? Mm -mm. Leafstar comes up to him and asks if she did all right. She was afraid she wouldn't remember the words. Was that good? Firestar tells her that it was perfect. Sky Clan is hers now. She doesn't need them anymore. Sadness crosses Leafstar's face, but she doesn't ask them to stay. She says their own clan needs them, but Sky Clan will never forget them. Aww. The rest of the clan realizes that they're leaving and gathers around them. Cherrytail asks if he remembers the first time they met. Firestar told them off for making fun of Skywatcher. She thought she'd never seen such a dangerous cat. Now I'm dangerous too. <laughs> Sandstorm gives her an affectionate nudge. She wouldn't want to be a rat around here for anything. Oh, uh, yeah, Firestar says. You'll have to keep an eye out for rats, he reminds Leafstar. In the kitty pets and two-leg place, Oscar may try to cause trouble and... Sandstorm interrupts him with a prod of her paw. Leafstar knows all that, she tells him. They'll be fine. Let's go. They call out more goodbyes as they climb the cliff, and Echo Song walks with them as far as her den. She touches noses with Firestar, eyes filled with regret. She says maybe they'll meet again in the paths of dreams. But my heart tells me that this is farewell. Thank you, Firestar. You have helped me find my destiny. Firestar tells her Sky Clan is lucky to have her as their medicine cat. And it's hard to look back and see her watching them leave. And he wonders if she's really ready to take on the role of medicine cat. Would Sharpclaw understand how a deputy had to support his leader? 
Would the new inexperienced mentors be able to cope with their apprentices? Then they pause at the edge of the cliff, and Firestar sees the Sky Clan patrol below them. Leafstar is in the lead, followed by Patchfoot and his apprentice Bouncepaw. Clovertail brings up the rear. Firestar watches Clovertail pounce and stand up with a tiny creature in her jaws. See? Sandstorm purrs as she licks Firestar's ear. There's nothing to worry about. Let's go home. Firestar lets out a long sigh. His quest was over. He had walked with SkyClan to their journey's end. And a new beginning. And now he could return to where his heart truly belonged. He presses his muzzle against Sandstorm's shoulder, and they begin to head towards the forest. It is pretty insane that they like just set him up and are like, okay, bye! They were there quite a while, though. I know. It's like a weird spin-off series. They're like, okay, we got bored with these guys. Let's make a whole new clan. But guess what? Huh. The book is over. I kind of figured. But we got an epilogue! (laughs) We have an epilogue. Let's do it. Firestar bounds down the ravine, frost glittering on the leafless trees around him. It has been three moons since he returned from Sky Clan. Okay. Three moons. Brambleclaw and Mousefur follow him. Thunderclan is cold and hungry, but the borders are peaceful, and soon New Leaf will come, and along with it, prey. Firestar tells his clanmates to go get something to eat. He wants both of them to come to the gathering tonight. Firestar heads to the nursery, spotting Sorrelpaw, Sootpaw, and Rainpaw wrestling beside the apprentice den. I swear to God, what what happened? What I want to happen? Thornclaw calls to Sootpaw. It better be happening. And the two of them disappeared through the tunnel. As he approaches the nursery, Cinderpelt emerged. He bounds up to her and asks if everything is all right. (laughs) Cinderpelt's blue eyes glimmered. Everything is fine, Firestar. I just took some borage to help her milk come. Firestar lets out a sigh of relief, and he confesses that he still can't believe how beautiful they are. Firestar pushes his way into the nursery. Sandstorm lay deep in a nest, huddled close to her belly were two tiny she-kits, their eyes still closed. <laughs> One was a tabby with a white chest and paws, and the other a dark ginger like Firestar himself. White Kit, Brightheart and Cloudtail's daughter, who had been born while they were Oh my god! was looking down on them with as much pride as if they were her own. (laughs) She's nearly old enough to be an apprentice, and Firestar knows how protective she felt of the new arrivals. Brightheart stretches a paw to her daughter and tells her to be careful. They won't be ready to play for a while yet. Sandstorm drowsily raises her head as Firestar enters. I thought of some names, she says. How do you like Squirrel Kit and Leaf Kit? Firestar says he thinks that they are wonderful names. The Dark Ginger Squirrel Kit for her fluffy tail, and the Tabby Leaf Kit in memory of Leaf Star, and perhaps Spotted Leaf too. Weird. Let's just say Leaf Star. Pride surges through him as he looks at the tiny scraps of fur, and he had so many hopes for them. Good hunting, happiness, perhaps even leadership of their clan one day. He may have been a kitty pet, but his daughters were clan-born through and through. 
his blood would run through ThunderClan for many seasons to come, even when he no longer walked the forest. The thought of blood and kinship made Skywatcher's prophecy echo in his ears once more. There will be three, kin of your kin, who hold the power of the stars in their paws. Would these powerful cats descend from Firestar's two precious daughters? Was this prophecy a warning of great good or great evil? A chill ran through him, and he shivered as he wondered where the path of his blood would lead. Oh, and that's it. That that went from heartwarming to ooh. Also, um, it, is this the squirrel kit everyone's yeah. so hyped about? She's. She's okay. a ride or die. I would die for Squirrel Kit. She is my wife. And yeah, I'd do anything for her. My date with the president's <laughs> daughter. Anyway, um, I'm so happy. Uh, I can't yes, believe they had honeymoon the, babies. That's why. Um, I, I'm very glad it's two girls. I point out three months because that's usually, I think, the cat's gestation period. Okay. So I'll take it. So yeah, that was probably on the way home. <laughs> they could not keep their paws off each other. It was relief boinking. <laughs> they were done with oh, their journey. God. With their plan. Like, or gotta... maybe, maybe Sandstorm knew when she said our future lies in the forest. Oh? oh. I think it would have been kind of weird if they were getting down in the uh, in the, the Sky Clan territory. It makes more sense. I think it makes more sense when they're traveling back. Yeah. That's it. That's my opinion. Remember, anyway. honey, this is where I made you leave me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got washed away by a river. She's like, Remember I that? I thought you were dead. <laughs> She's like, yeah. never mind. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Man, I can't. We did it, folks. We did we it. Did it. I've, did I've it. gained another warrior point. Gained another warrior point. And we'll so be moving much. on to Blue Star's prophecy next. Yeehaw! I hope you guys are ready because then after that we'll be returning back to series life, and you'll be like, wow. Wow. Yeah, um, so have a box of tissues ready next week. Why would you tell me that? Oh my god. Blue Star's prophecy is very sad. Oh, jeez. And, um, yeah, I'll probably put on Twitter bets for how many times Brenna cries. And um, in, in the spirit of true transparency, I will also tweet whenever I cry while taking notes. So, we'll see who cries more. Okay. Oh. Yeah, but I'm excited. And I'm wondering if I guess be I able to watch too. all the Blue Star videos. Which is why I want to do Blue Star's Prophecy next. There's so many good Blue Star videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangleton. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Thank you.